Hello everyone and welcome back to Experience Point Starfinder, your favorite all-queer cast Starfinder podcast. I'm Steph, your resident chief medical mystic. As always, we would be grateful if you would take the time to review us on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts. It would mean the world to us and it helps new listeners to find us. We hope you are as excited about our show as we are and will recommend us to your friends, community, and just about everybody. Coming soon, we're getting a Patreon. If you'd like to support us and help ensure we're able to continue creating podcasts that showcase inclusive stories, we hope you'll consider becoming a patron. We've got some great rewards planned, and keep an eye on our Twitter for more information about that. Stay tuned after the episode for some more exciting announcements and to learn more about a new-to-us tabletop RPG podcast called How the Quest Was Won. They're a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast that want to introduce themselves. On this episode of Experience Points, the battle with the Hell Knights continues. Will our crew survive? Will they be able to destroy the Foundry before the Hell Knights storm the Roseate? Stay tuned to find out on episode 36, Between Adventurers and Hell. Greetings, adventure hookers, and welcome back to Experience Points, your favorite queer Starfinder real play podcast. I am, as always, your host and loving, kind, and merciful GM, Miyu, and joining me are my benevolent followers. I, I mean, our cast. Hello, I'm Kelric. I play Angus. Hi, I'm Brit, and I play Mordax. But not Silverblade. Hey! Oh. Just don't that yet. <laughs> wow. wow! Wow! I'm Kenny, and I'm occasionally funny. Uh, I play <laughs> Absco Cash, instigator. <laughs> I'm Steph, and I play Eos Davari. And I believe Angus had some words about what has happened last episode. Well, shit. <laughs> so we were. Everything was going so smoothly. We were learning stuff. We were getting somewhere. And now we're under attack by... What the hell are these things? Hell Knights? Some religious fanatic group. Again. Has something to do with Abadar. Again. This is a bunch of shit. There was a kobold with us that told us to head this way and then he disappeared. So now we're fighting on our own. We've knocked out a magic user. Silverblade is down. And I'm getting fucked up. I hope this turns around quick. All right. So where we last left off was in the middle of combat. In fact, at the beginning of round three versus a bunch of Hell Knights who have come to arrest you for general chaos and mayhem, as well as a number of murders, including that of an android named Gideon on Andorin's stand. I mean, we're not really proving them wrong at this point. I, I, I just have to make that observation. Well, the question is, I don't even know what real authority they have. Like, is it just their word that they have authority? Yes. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, they're they're allowed to operate within the pact worlds because they keep law and order. Uh-huh. But they're really a biker gang. Pretty much. Uh, pretty much. They have no Pretty gear. much. Mordax, kick their ass. <laughs> they do have nice jackets to answer that question. They aren't wearing them right now because those are their off-duty jackets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mordax. Uh, Silverblade has been struck down, and yet it seems that even struck down, Silverblade continues fighting for you, perhaps with the help of Bra, by grabbing onto the commander's leg. Which is on fire. <laughs> Which is, well, the, the I figured the other one is probably on. Oh. 
the one on fire now. Yes. <laughs> I shot Bra. <laughs> so Mordek sees that and is a little bit sort of like visibly bolstered, like maybe maybe things aren't going as horribly as it looks, and tries to take that as just renewed vigor for just shooting this guy because she doesn't learn how to not shoot. And yay! Oh, yay, a hit! Yes, Mordax, you managed to like kind of pull yourself up over on the rubble and take a shot at (laughs) at this guy. It just bounces off his armor, just this little ping. But you did it. You hit him. (laughs) One point of damage is the cutest thing ever. (laughs) The listeners can't see how much my face just fell. (laughs) Now, Mordax, though, you're, you're. little console that you use to control Silverblade is beeping at you a little bit. Um, There's just enough signs of life that it seems that if you were to do something such as forego a move action, you might be able to still give Brawblade a chance to uh, do something. Mordax will see that, pop a couple of commands into her rig, and look over and hope for the best. Okay. What do you command uh, Silverblade to do? So Silverblade's on the ground and clutching out with one hand, right? Yes. To the leg of the other guy. Where's yes. the sword? In his other hand. All right. What I would have commanded Silverblade to do is swing with the the sword in the other hand and try to take out a leg. Okay. So first things first, I'm going to make sure Silverblade is... Yeah, he is considered prone. Good. He's already got that on him. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and roll an attack with Silverblade. I already minimized that because I thought he was gone. Ah, <laughs> oh. it see from what you're 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 able to catch right there. It seems that Bra is just barely holding Silverblade something somewhat together. Uh, a fifteen with the sword against this commander will not hit, but it is enough to distract him as the sword comes flying and just bounces off his boots. So yeah, okay, cool. But it seems that Silverblade is still sort of responding. But instead of foregoing your move action to get both a move and a standard form, you have to forego your move action to get one or the other for now, as Silverblade is officially broken. Uh, the signifier is dead, Angus. All right. I am going to attempt the... Is it worth it to do two attacks, or is it better to just explode? On Earth. I think it's time to explode. explode. Explode, please. <laughs> <laughs> so. Sparkle explosion. Let's see. Yeah. Let's I think we need a team explode. Explosive. We do. It's glitter time, motherfuckers. Oh my gods. He saved. <laughs> yes. He did. He did save. Oh. As with preternatural with preternatural agility, uh, it seems that he has spent some time training with a Solarian and has yeah. recognized your glitter bomb about to go off manages to throw himself sort of uh, in a twist near the ground. Uh, still gets singed by this. You can't you can't ever really avoid all of it unless you're super special. But yeah, uh, he did. He did only take half damage, which is 12. And then five foot step onto this end of the wall to hopefully get some cover from the other one who's shooting at me. All right. So you kind of duck around a, a corner on the mm-hmm. rubble. Trying yes. to find some cover. Excellent. 
Eos. Angus, and he's here to say his pink sparkles are gonna fuck up your day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Eos is going to take a pot shot at the guy who is a little bit distracted by their captain. Let's see how that works. Oh, Ooh. fuck off! A nine. Pride. Uh, you are most definitely a medic and maybe a combat medic, but most definitely a medic. Ouch. I tried. Where the hell is right. Mac? <laughs> yeah, I want to do, me, it's like perception. Give me a perception like, check. Yeah, give me a perception check as as you glance back toward the spire to see if Mick is following you. Eos uh, is pissed. She sees nothing with a 13. Ugh, better than mine. I'm a little preoccupied. Angus, there's too much rubble. You're too, yeah, you're, you're too preoccupied with staying alive. Staying alive. Ha, 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 ha. Dang, <laughs> Mordax? Uh, Mordax, roll the one. You just need to roll the one because we go in four, three, two. <laughs> Don't say that. We're getting the one out of the way. <laughs> if you right click on the map, you should be able to. Ah, there's 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 yes! Patrick, what four, four, three, two, one. I won! I won Starfinder again! You know what that means. That means your next one is a 20. Exactly! (laughs) So make your next roll count. No, so, uh... No no, skill checks. No No more skill checks. (laughs) Everyone kind of, kind of glances back toward, uh, toward the tower, but the, the fight in front of you has you way too occupied to catch anything that might be going on there. Right. Um, Hell Knight, Armager 2, this other apprentice, is going to step around and... Eos, you have partial cover because there's there's uh, going to be some rubble intervening on that line. Mm. So just one moment. I want to double check exactly what cover does for uh, in Starfinder specifically because I, I think it's usually just a, a minus four to the roll in Pathfinder for cover. I think it's uh, technical uh, rules. Minus two for partial and minus four for full cover. That actually, yeah, we'll run with that for now, and I'll mm-hmm. we'll look into it later to see if, if it's supposed to be different. But uh, minus two, then, for partial cover, because it's not enough to provide full cover, but it is enough to provide partial. And so they're going to fire their uh, not 20. sonic rifle at you. A 19 does hit. Of course it does. As Eos, you get smacked with this this sonic wave that just boom, kind of leaves a ringing in your, in your very sensitive ears. Yeah. Uh, eight damage, take- though. Uh, you don't take any. Uh, you, you, it's absorbed by your stamina. Like, you barely manage to, like, like dip, but it catches your ears and leaves a little bit of a ringing in them. The commander here is Whoa. on fire. One sec. Can I... So, I did a trick attack. Um, does the operative exploit overwrite what the trick attack does, even if I succeed? Only if you choose it to. You- I believe that is correct. Okay. So never mind. I was just going to say, if if I get both, then he needs to take three d eight damage, in addition to why I gave him. But it doesn't. So never mind. We can cut this out. My bad. Okay. Just want okay. to clarify. No, no problem. Uh, what? So so hold on. Your operative exploit. I, I'm, I'm I want to look at this real quick. Debilitating trick basically tacks on to trick attack. If I'm reading that okay. right. Yes. Yes. So. For my debilitating trick, it would have been the hampering shot. That does not overwrite the trick attack feature itself. I, I just got to look at language because I'm used to reading their language. Uh, I don't see anything right now that says that it wouldn't. So does he need to take more damage? Yeah, I'm going to drop 3D. How much? Uh, okay. 3D8. Is, yeah. that, is that ongoing or is that... Uh... 
It's a one time. One time. Okay, yeah, go ahead and roll 3d8. Nice. 15. 15. So that makes that. There we go. Okay, cool. Done. Awesome. Sorry, I just wanted Um, to make sure if it was. No, I want to make sure that that is all correct. Now, let's look at you. What do you have special that you can do right now? Oh, yes. Uh oh. Okay. No, you can only move 15 feet. Yeah. Oh, that is that is correct. Five, 10, 15 puts him there. So that's as yep. far as he can go. So he kind of limps over here. Not quite close enough, actually. Close enough to get me. Close enough to get Eos, but not close enough for what he was wanting to do. So he's going to just double move then. Uh, so he he limps over and you can see the, the darkness, this dark aura surrounding him, the way that the, the pink sparkles surround Angus. Now mm-hmm. he's just got this swirling darkness surrounding him. And it looks about as intense as Angus does before he explodes. Absco. Absco's gonna stay put and try to trick attack them again. Uh, 42. <laughs> Woo! Yep, okay. And then they're going to attack. Nice. 25. 25 is a hit. Yeah, despite this uh, commander walking right towards you, you're still just blending in with the background, and he, you can tell he can't quite figure out exactly where you are. Yeah. Where the shot might be coming from. Absco is incredibly focused <laughs> on what's uh, on trying to take this person down. So mm-hmm. there's the 2d4, and then they also get 3d8 for the trick attack, and then they're also flat-footed until my turn. Another so 21, 21 damage from the trick attack. Uh, you can tell you're starting to wear through this guy. You, you've definitely got him hampered pretty good. Would you say he's bloodied? Uh, one would even say that he might be bloodied. Um, in fact, after he takes that shot, he's going to kind of look around for, for just a moment after having taken that shot and seems to sort of assess the battlefield. And he calls, back, back to the ship. We need reinforcements. Armature seven here though, the one fighting Angus. Um, <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to have to have them make a will save. Ooh, a 21. Okay. They hear this and you see them the just with just their face kind of uh, their mouth exposed. You see a grimace, an angry grimace, like pure hatred before they turn and they go running off or moving back. So they're going to begin pulling back. Um, more Dax. Right. So you had indicated that the commander was the one that had the techie weapon, correct? Yes. All right. But it's not the weapon that the commander is currently using. Uh, I will tell you that- still on his body? Yes, both of the the armagers also have, what did I say, sonic rifles. So they do have tech in them. Mm -hmm. Well, Mordax, hell bent on trying to cause some sort of damage to this commander, (laughs) is going Mm -hmm. to use her action to do amplified glitch on the tech that is on the commander, which- Okay. If it is successful, I will make him shaken. Nice. Okay. I need to do a successful computers check against what you determine the difficulty of this will be. So 30. Hey, 32, I would say that yes, indeed, you do manage to cause some tech on this knight to glitch. Uh, so he'll be shaken for one round plus one additional round for every five by which I exceeded the DC. And what exactly is the DC? The DC would be uh, 15 plus one per target plus one and a half times the CR of the target. Okay, so he is shaken for two rounds. Perfect. What does shaken do? Uh, <laughs> shaken gives a negative to a lot of rolls. 
the commander is now shaken for two rounds. Uh, they're also flat-footed. Uh, yes, so if you roll an attack against them, uh, if you hit the plus minus at the top, there is a flat-footed button ah. that rolls against their flat-footed AC. And um, That's also a good way to do half damage or critical damage, You're like right before you roll it, if you ever have to. All right, so Mordax, yeah, you use your amplified glitch. You begin messing with your with your little box, your little box of technological wonders. And what would you be targeting on him, specifically? Uh, the, the, anything in particular or just any tech on this? Whatever looks the most like shiny and impressive, just to make it start like making horrible noises and flashing lights and just, you know. Okay, you begin making basically the entire, all of the tech, uh, like like you, you mess with it real quick and you find the frequency of this guy's tech and you just smash the buttons and all all of the tech on this guy, the, the, the you can see him wince like a, like a, an audio signal just came through and all the lights in his armor, like in his visor and stuff start flashing and, and moving around. You can tell that you've messed this guy up. Uh, you've, then, you've got a bunch of tech going crazy. And then Mordox will kind of breathe heavy and then hit a couple more buttons to send some directions over to Silverblade if it works. Okay, Silverblade, what are you going to have Silverblade do? Well, so Currently prone. Yeah, I was going to say he's prone. So just to get up. Silverblade begins to move. The sword goes tip first into the ground as Silverblade seems to rise from the dead and push itself up and sort of unsteadily hold the sword ready to fight even more. All right. And you hear through your comm equipment that you use to communicate with Silverblade, Bra's voice saying, must protect Mordax. Hmm. That's right. Hell Night Signifier is dead. Like, <laughs> just to remind myself of, of the anger I feel at you for killing my NPCs. <laughs> uh, go Angus. All right, uh, Fontan Attunement 1. And when you say that this commander looks real bad... He's starting to look beat up. Starting to? All right. Starting to look beat up. Like, like, like he's definitely taking some damage. And if you really pressed, you think that you think you could take him down. I think we have no choice because this person is within the range they wanted to be. So Angus is going to move right up next to them and go for, I guess, two full hit. Actually, as a... Uh, since, since you moved more than five feet, you can only take one attack. You only ever get your full attack if forgo your move action because it is a full round action to attack. Okay, I'm going to Stellar Rush at them. That works. And then take my... Uh, give me... Hmm? One, either athletics or acrobatics check because you are charging through a chunk of rubble. I'm going to give you a chance to overcome the difficult terrain to allow the full charge. Sure. Uh, no, Unless, nor, as nor a Noir, you have a thing. Yeah, Noir has a Noir, thing. ignore difficult terrain? Uh, when, only when they're going for gore. Oh, when you're going for gore? Okay, never mind. Yeah, so I'm going for an athletics check, which, since I'm attuned, I get a plus four, two. Okay. So a 19. A 19? You, you take a... It's not at, quite as impressive. You don't leave an Angus-shaped hole in the in the rubble, <laughs> but you you man you manage to knock aside a bunch of the rubble as you go through, and 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 you get your charge. Okay, so first they get a save, which of course they make, and then they take the stellar rush damage, which they take two from that. They take two, and then I get a single attack, right? Yes. Oh uh, well. No, because uh, are are you rushing with the gore for the attack, or are you rushing no. with the, the stellar rush is the CMB? Stellar rush to is a move action. Back. Just using the stellar rush, which mm -hmm. is a move action. Okay. 
Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so let's Definitely. see if this time I can do this. Oh, did I actually hit? Yes, you yes, did. did. Oh, what? Thank goodness. And that's 15 points of damage. Okay, 15 points of damage done to... Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, yep. Angus Done is like, to the commander. So you managed. You actually managed to land your battle axe as he catches it with his sword, but you still managed to break through his guard. There is a Solarian battle happening here. Right. And it's you know I start pulling in my pink sparkles, and as I come up to him, I bring the axe down, and he blocks it. So I just pummel him under the chin to get the hit. Yes. I like it. All right. I think you might want to hit this person. I think you might want to hit them right now. <laughs> Ryan, I made it easier for everyone, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, she is going to try and mind thrust him one more time and right. see if that works this time. He succeeded his save with a 15. By one. Even with the minus two, even being shaken, yes. Wow. By one, you motherfucker. Die. Yeah. So he will take half Damn. of 31. So he'll take 15 damage. Everyone, 31. get back. His power's about to go. There we go. 15. 15 damage. And I can still move, move. correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah, you reach out <laughs> and that bolt of fire comes flying from your fingers and smashes into his head again. And you feel your your the pressure crush into his mind, but he manages to push it back. He is heavily damaged, though. Okay. In fact, he looks to be swaying on his feet. Do I risk it? Now, uh, here's a thought I'm having, and I don't know if this is a thing I can do, because you've talked about t attacking twice. Could I take a shot at him instead of moving? No. I don't believe so. No. Okay, I didn't think No, so. you cannot. Uh, <laughs> your standard <laughs> action was taken up casting the spell, the unfortunately. Spell. Okay, then... I am going to... Move out of that 30-foot range. Well, Eos, you move around the northern edge of the rubble, uh, trying to get away from the guy who is glowing black. Armature 2 is going to hold his turn while the Hell Knight commander uh, continues burning, just standing there, leg on fire, and is going to use his full graviton attunement mm -hmm. to create a black hole. Shit. Uh, everyone within 30 feet need, will need to make a fort save. Uh, Mordax, you are in the range. So please may and Silverblade and Absco, everyone make a fort Except save. Except for me. Yes! Woo! Absco, nat 20. That's... Dig your feet in. You go nowhere. There's, all right, Mordax. Mordax, you get pulled across the rubble, across, like, into the rubble and, and just bounced across it, landing on top of the rubble nearby as you just get yanked. Do I take damage? Uh, no, you don't take any damage. You just got pulled a lot closer to this guy. He just did a get over here. Get over here. And he is unattuned and he begins glowing now in this bright red. The best description for it would be hellfire. He can't uh, reattune. Well, next turn. Next turn he starts attuning, uh, I guess, to yeah. level two. Yeah. See? See? I have a Solarian to tell me how to play the Solarian. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so yeah, he's he's blown that, and he's going to... You know what he's going to begin doing? What is he going to do? He's going to begin concentrating and murmuring under his breath. Uh-oh. Absco. 
Absco, since they dug their heels in and suppressed getting dragged forward, is going to do another trick attack with a plus 10. <laughs> Ooh. A 43. Uh, so they continue to shimmer in place, invisible, seemingly, and then they're going to take their shot. Nice. That's a hit. Yes. yes. Okay, the so damage. they will take their full damage. That's 10. And then they're going to get 3d8 more. Doesn't matter. <laughs> well, <you laughs> this commander and this commander falls to the ground. And you hear one of the apprentices, Zarkon, no! <laughs> <laughs> All right. I need that guy to roll me a will save because he was holding his turn. He goes to step forward and his friend, we're, we're going to go into like out of kind of rounds here for a moment. He goes to step forward and his friend grabs him. And with one last look at you, they both turn, touching something on their wrists and in a flash, they're gone. Oh, thank the gods. <laughs> Ow, that hurt real bad. And we as are you look now. around the ruins and the rubble, uh, there doesn't seem to be any other immediate threat. We are need out to, of combat. We need to get back to our ship. I mean, we still need to try to find the the new key or whatever it is. But Aronson was sounding very concerned. Mordex is up on top of that rubble thing that he started pulling her towards. So she's going to scurry down the rubble pile over to the body of the commander and just kick it. <laughs> Mordax just begins kicking the crap out of the unmoving commander. Eos is, now that we're out of combat, Eos is going to give Angus a couple hypos because remember, she still had that bandolier of healing hypos. <laughs> mm -hmm. Start with one because I'm only really down of what the hell. Yes. They can only do, they can only heal eight points of damage. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you have no stamina. And, but the healing hypos don't help with stamina. I have to take 10 minutes right. to spend an RP. So if you can get the wounds healed, cool. Oh, I'm down 16 okay. points of wounds, so yeah. Uh-huh. So while you do that, I'm looking uh, Angus is looking around. Where's Micmac? Does anyone see that kobold? Let me, let me see if I can find him. 21. With a 21, you look back toward the spire. And even though you do indeed- Oops, wrong guys. See Micmac. <laughs> what catches you more than Micmac walking down the street toward you is that the entire spire that you were just in is now wreathed in like this icy blue silvery flame and is crumbling. As okay. Micmac comes hastening towards you. Oh, good, you're alive. You ran off before I could say anything or, or do anything, but it's not safe here. You have to get off of, uh, off of Avalon. All right. And we're going to be okay. He looks back and says, no, Boundary is most definitely not going to be okay. I've activated all of the self-destruction protocols. Even better. All right. Grab, okay. grab what you're going to grab and let's go. Mordax shakes his head and he says, no, I do not come with you from here. Journey is yours. You must find Eve, but I can tell you this. Seek out the dragonkin. They will help. Seek them out to her. Where? <laughs> Says you'll find them. And then he turns around and is gone. Okay. Everyone, grab grab what you're gonna grab off these in, these people in the school. Mordax, do you need help with Silverblade? That's where I was heading. Uh, oh sorry. 
Uh, so Mordax will stop kicking. Mordax is not paying attention to any of that. And then just breathe and start walking over to Silverblade, not meeting anybody's eyes and not talking. So I'm going to do a quick engineering check on Silverblade to see if there's anything I can do to help in the immediate. The 23. 23, there is absolutely nothing you can do. He's been... If it wasn't for Bra, you would be completely rebuilding Silverblade. But Bra is just barely holding Silverblade's functionality together. Um, I'm going to use my professional investigator to see if I can find if there are any like orders or anything on on the commander for why they are coming after us. You find a warrant for your arrest. From where? Church of Abadar. <laughs> okay. Of Reasonable. That, that's all right. Expected. Yep. All right. So, am I able to pick up the held together parts of Silverblade and start heading towards the ship? Yes, absolutely. You can pick up Silverblade. I have put all of the gear, all of the notable gear from the various uh, signifier and the commander. What you have received is they each had disembarkment suits or one of them had or yeah they each had disembarkment suits one of them has a let's see all right i got you yeah you've you've got a carbon staff off of the uh signifier and a corona uh, a corona laser pistol with some modifications uh and then you've got a modified zero pistol Okay. As well as D-suits. Mordox, I've got Silverblade. We need to get him back to the ship so you can do some work on him. Oh, and uh, you, you see as his solar weapon fades away, a single glue-on crystal falls to the ground. Oh, yeah, we're totally grabbing that. <laughs> all right, grab you your glue-on crystal. And all of the grenades, everything we're getting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, let's get back and help our instant before we lose our ship again. Just as a response to what you said before, Mardax will look up at you and actually smile and say, thank you, Captain. Of course. And let's take off and get back to the ship. Do we run into anything on the way? As you get to the edge of Timeless, uh, as you begin heading through Timeless, you can see that uh, it does, in fact, seem as though this group managed to beat the crap out of all of Eve's guardians and... You can see the the remains of their epic battle through the streets to you. But as you get to the edge of Timeless, you do see something interesting. It is the ASS Roseate mm -hmm. coming down for... Uh, it is your ship coming and landing in, in the wilderness, like right there at the edge, uh, or hovering with the deck down and Aronson waving you over. Captain! Come on! We got to get out of here! Yeah, we uh, double time it. Get moving. Very good. You all can, yeah, you book it and you go running up the ramp and Aronson calls out to, to the acting ensign to punch it and what take you, you out of the atmosphere. What were you saying about Mordax? No, I just said Mordax is just booking it. Yeah. I, I have the extra movement thing, so Mordax is just zoom. <laughs> Mordax is the first one up there, just Nice. Uh, yeah, and then Aronson turns to, uh, Absco and he goes, Acting Commander Aronson, reporting for duty. Aronson, you did well. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. 
The ship is yours. It's actually Angus's, but um, thank you. Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll take the helm now. Well, he reports to you and you report to Angus. So if you wanted to give control to Angus, that's your call. That's <laughs> <laughs> point of view. It's, he gives, you gave him control. So he gives control back to you to give back to Angus if you wanted to. <laughs> if you felt like I, it. I don't want that responsibility. Thank you. Um, you, you can go report back to Mordax now. 10-4. Uh, as, as you are making exiting maneuvers, you are given a quick debrief um, as, as you're... It's a little rougher than if, if uh, Absco was at the helm. You can definitely tell. Uh, but yes, it seems that apparently a, a number of these Hell Knights showed up and claimed uh, jurisdiction and that they were taking over the ship, which of course Aronson wasn't going to allow without the captain's permission. Mm-hmm. And it turned into like a whole fight and then they just left. Which they, in Aronson's words, he thought, what would the captain do? <laughs> well, he'd just leave. So they came to get you and, and to get the hell out of here. Okay. That's awesome. Love that that's what they think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, the captain would just say no, and he would leave. Yes. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now that we're back on the ship, um, I'm going to Mordax. Where do we need to take Silverblade so we can get him taken care of? To engineering, do you have a special place? Yeah, just take him to engineering. We'll, yeah, I'll start working on him. Abs, go take over the helm and get us the hell out of here. On it. And Eos, can you come with us? We want to make sure that Bra is okay as well, since he's holding Silverblade together. Actually, I think I'd rather do this part alone. Okay. Can you can you extract Bra from Silverblade safely? I'll see what I can do. All right. Eos, do you feel... Absco. Go ahead, Eos. And um, Angus. Finish your question. Do you feel comfortable leaving Bra in Mordax's hands while we take care of this? You can figure it out. And then I just head back to the the command deck. I just want to know whether you would feel comfortable leaving one of your crewmates that you're responsible for as well in somebody else's hands. Mordax is just going to look really, really pointedly at Eos. I can help. Not with the mechanical, but at least with bra. I think you made your stance on how you feel about androids, and I am pretty clear today. No. Not all androids. Just 18. Only 18. 18 funded a fundamentalist group that killed... God knows how many, gods know how many people killed Angus's entire crew. I will destroy that android. Any other android is their own being. I care about what happens to Silverblade. I would never hurt Silverblade. I need you to know that. Whether or not, whether or not you believe me. All right, I have a robot to fix. Turns around. <laughs> oh, okay. Absco and Angus, uh, you get up to the to the bridge, uh, fairly close on each other's heels. Um, uh, just as you are approaching the upper atmosphere of Avalon, uh, your ensign is dutifully ignoring all hails from the surface. Um, 
And as as you jump in to the seat, Absco and Angus, as you jump into your your captain's chair, uh, you see that you are being hailed furiously from uh, landing control on the surface. And then another signal cuts in and overrides any denial of service. Mm-hmm. As another Hell Knight, uh, obvious Hell Knight, pops up on the screen, wearing the helmet, and says, "I am the Hell Knight Justicier." Merrick Argylvane. (laughs) You have been, we have a warrant for your arrest. Stand down and prepare to be boarded. I'm sorry, Argylvane? Did did someone name you Merrick Argylvane? (laughs) Obstacle, in fairness, it's not like they named their last name. It's just what they were born with. But they chose to keep it. I mean. Uh, Fair enough. Excuse us for just a moment. Just go. We don't give give, this give give me a sense motive check. Twenty two for Absco. Absco, as you look up at the screen. <laughs> Nine. Yeah, Angus, you you really don't care how this uh, Hell Knight feels about you. Um, but Absco, as you look up at the screen, you notice with the body language a particular state of being, which you have come to recognize as what uh, what could be termed confended. He is both confused and offended. <laughs> <laughs> like he's confused and thinks that he should be offended, but isn't quite sure. Absco will nod and be like, yes, I meant all of that. All right. What? We're officially resisting your arrest. So be it. And the screen goes blank as one of your hands pipes up. Captain, there's a ship. And they're f- charging all weapons. Are we between them and the planet? You are just exiting the upper atmosphere, so yes. Okay. Obstacle, get us away so that if they miss, they don't hit the planet. And then if there's any hailing from uh, planetary security or whatever, we can put them through now. All right, so Absco's going to try to... Oh. ASS Rose... Oh! What? Okay. Yeah, no, no. The hell is no, that? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Abs- Absco rolled a, tw- a nat one. Do you get anything pilot. as a pilot that lets you re-roll that crap? What the uh, hell? Uh, what the uh, hell? Uh, no, no, I'm an investigator, not an ace pilot. <laughs> Absco? Absco? The seat is wrong. <laughs> the seat is wrong it was adjusted to the last ensign up here and oh my god it is just you didn't no no seat adjust Mm, someone touched your seat settings i will find out who did this (laughs) they will rue the day (laughs) but with a 12 you're still a decent pilot you're still an above average pilot uh, 10 is an average, so 12 is an above average pilot, so you are able to uh, you're, you're able to move it away, but it is not graceful, and oh my god, it, 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 it's killing you. In the back of your mind, it's just, oh my god, I'm going to kill whoever moved the seat. Because <laughs> you're so tall, your knees are like all like touching the bottom of the de- bottom of the station. It's sitting way too low, so you're having to like kind of reach up awkwardly for stuff. It's bad. Uh, the ship does give chase and let me see do one of these have piloting that would be really cool if they just had a what's your piloting skill not you you don't have piloting you have piloting you don't have piloting do you have piloting okay so i'm going to use someone's decks for piloting um we're going to use one of their decks for piloting with a 15 they do begin to close the gap on you fairly quickly 
Um, but you do get the message from ground control. ASS Roseate, you have not been given clearance to leave the atmosphere. Please set down now and prepare for authorities to come aboard. While we appreciate your instructions, I do think that the ship that is about to start firing on us would be better off if we were not on the planet when it started. We're happy to come back after these assholes are gone. We repeat, ASS Roseate, please set down. We are in contact with the Hell Knights. Please set your craft on the ground. You will not be warned again, or planetary defenses will fire on you. Can I roll a culture check? Something occurred to me after the fight. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. um, So, a little bit about Eos's history with her military experiences. She worked a lot outside of the Pact Worlds. So I'm guessing she may have some experience with the Hell Knights. And I'm also wondering whether or not the Church of Abadar actually has the effing authority to do this shit. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, what church? Like, did, did, did we just like flashback into the medieval times when fucking the Catholic Church can Could do like, whatever. <laughs> yes. To a degree, actually, yes. The various churches have a great degree of autonomy um, because a lot of them came from Galarian where they had that kind of autonomy and it never really went away. I mean, you have Abadar Corp, the largest corp. They're basically Walmart. And so <laughs> they have a lot of influence. And uh, I guess really... You can look at it and say that because of Abadar's work with the pact, there is a sort of corporatocracy going on where corporations and churches have a, a great deal of autonomy. The Hell Knights bring a lot of law and order to the fringes mm-hmm. and even, and, and you know, uh, and so, yeah, they kind of do have the authority. Um, as long as no one from, as long as no one from the pact government, you know, challenges it, uh, but, then again, I mean, it would leave you in Hell Knight custody for years while they go through court trying mm-hmm. to settle this, unless you have some back doors somewhere. So I, she so, could try with the stewards, but can we, or the shepherds, but I don't know what they'd be able to do here. Can we do a diplomacy check to see if we can? Can I do a diplomacy check to see if I can get them to back down? Sure. Who are you uh, contacting? The Hell Knights or the or Ground Control? Ground Control is who I care about. The Hell Knights I consider a lost cause as they're part of Abadar Corps when uh okay okay again clarification hell knights are part of the church of abalon and they are executing a writ of uh arrest signed by the church of abadar yeah i'm i do not have any faith that we'll be able to change religious zealots but a an air traffic control person i think we can maybe reason with a little more reason easily so basically i want to make my statement about trying to protect the planet from this attack as it being unlawful and that we're looking that we're happy to come back after this threat is done. Go ahead and roll your diplomacy check. The 26. With a 26, uh, you definitely seem to have them speaking to their supervisor <laughs> uh, oh. to find out what the hell they're supposed to do uh, as another face gets on. I get another D6 attached to that, so it becomes a 31. Sorry. And as the other face gets on, you try extra hard to talk to the supervisor <laughs> to get them to see see reason here. And after after a few tense minutes of, of discussion here, they agree they, they they will stand by 
They they agree to your demands. Okay. They will they will they will retrace to a to a safe distance and monitor uh what happens and they're going to let the Hell Knights take over. You know. Perfect. <laughs> At least it's not two enemies. Yes. And as the giant Hell Knight Cathedral ship closes to attack, uh you realize Absco, you are not going to outrun them. Not now, not with your seat in the wrong position. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Britt? Oh, I was just gonna say that um, Mordax comes running in, just sort of breathless, and sits down where she's supposed to sit in the that room. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So um, I guess upon that realization, Absco will kind of call out and be like, "All right, uh, I think that this is unavoidable. We, we will probably have some combat." Battle stations, everybody. And on that note, that's all the time we have for today. Nice. <laughs> and so for experience points, I am your host and GM, Miu. You can find me on Twitch and Twitter at MiuPlaysGames. I'm Kelric. You can find me on Twitter at Cormalon or at EQPoints. I'm Britt, and you can find me at Atomic Firebird. I'm Kenny, and you can find me on Twitter at PunderDrone, and check us out on Twitch uh, at ExperiencePoints. I'm Seth, and you can find me on Twitter at LunaStarWind. Oh, Before we go, do we level for next time? <gasps> oh, yes. good question. Yes, you okay. all hit level seven. Okay, now we, we can take Star Combat. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> Sorry. But we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Experience Points Starfinder. If you're looking for more Starfinder in your life, we recommend our sister podcast, Roll to Fail. They are a fun bunch of friends who, in their words, have no right rolling dice. I've been a fan of the pod since the beginning, and I cannot recommend it highly enough. If you like what we've created here on Experience Point Starfinder, you should check out the other two podcasts on our network. Humanera releases every other Friday with Kelric stepping into the GM seat for this adventure utilizing Numenera, a system by Money Cook Games. This homebrew campaign is set in a distant future built on the bones of previous civilizations. Our three explorers are following the commands of the Order of Truth to help people gather information and retrieve magical or scientific items. What could possibly go wrong? Pun Times is a collection of limited-run campaigns of smaller tabletop RPG systems and games. The inaugural game is Slasher from Higher Grounds. Mark your calendars to be sure you catch Session 1 streamed live on the Experience Points Twitch channel on Monday, February 11th at 8pm Eastern, 5pm Pacific. Don't want to wait that long? You can catch Session Zero on demand on our Twitch channel in the meantime. Stay up to date on all three Experience Points Network podcasts at EQ Points on Twitter and on experiencepoints.com. Pardon our dust as Kenny continues working hard updating the website. It is looking better and better every day. Until next time, Adventure Hookers. A long, long time ago, in a land far away named Phylor, there were four legendary adventurers. We are the Adventurous Four, renowned across the land. Using their cunning and strength, the party defeats many monsters and saves many lives. Nick takes a fairy blade and stabs it into his other eyeball. Oh, oh my, my god! god! <laughs>
Can, can Hugo jump on my back? Do I cast Expeditious Retreat? Like, yeah. Uh, can Bob roll a d20 for me? I don't like that. I, I don't like how you ask that. D20 business. What if I rolled a wad? What if I told you I just rolled a wad? Come and join us weekly at How the Quest Was Won. Found anywhere where podcasts are located. Purchase not necessary. No real magic was used in the making of this podcast.